All right, good morning. You're listening to Christian Worldview with Tony and Hannah, and this is hour number two. That's what we do in hour number two. Sometimes I get a little closer to that than others, but anyway, you get the point. Um, okay, I'm, well, let me give, me my, give you my spiel here before we go, because at the top of the hour, uh, tomorrow's the last program that we're going to have on His Radio Talk because there will be no more His Radio Talk after midnight tomorrow night. It's all going to be classic. It'll be His Radio Classic, which will be uh, Christian music from like the 80s and 90s. So uh, 919-897, if you like this program, you're going to you're still going to be able to listen to it, but you're, gonna, you're just going to have to get into a new pattern. And I get it. Change is not the greatest thing sometimes. I mean, it's hard sometimes, but we've made it really easy for you. Just go to drtonybeam.com. If you guys knew only like a quarter of the work that he's had to do figuring out how to do all this stuff, you guys can tune in at a different time on a different platform. (laughs) Really, it's it's the same platform. It's just a 30-minute difference. If you love the Facebook or if you love the pod, like any of those things. That's right. (laughs) 7.30 to 8.30, go to drtonybeam.com, click the Listen Live. You can listen live. Then you can download the podcast. If you watch it on Facebook, you'll now be able to watch it on YouTube or Facebook. And I'll have some of my columns up there. I'm, I'm writing some again. My Baptist Courier columns that I write every month will be up there. Um, and so there will be other things that you can do to interact with the website to get good information. And I'm going to do my best for you. But you got to go to the website because tomorrow is the last show. Lisa Van Riper is going to be here with me tomorrow. And uh, Senator Josh Kimbrell is coming in for the first part. So we've had Corey this week. We've had Austin this week. It's been... Uh, you know, kind of a, uh, going back through history a little bit. And, of course, the Hannah and I had the longest run together because it was three probably, and a half yeah, years. Probably, yeah. uh, Austin was about a year and a half. Um, and, of course, Corey, and, I, you know, Corey's been my floating around for yeah, a while. perpetual <laughs> fill-in. Um, he's and, and he would come in and do the show with me occasionally. Just uh, mm-hmm. But uh, what a great guy. And he's got his own podcast, so you can check him out. So does Hannah. Tell people how to get your podcast. Uh, pretty much anywhere you do podcasts. Uh, it's the Hannah Miller Show. It's real creative. And uh, it's got my picture, and it just says the Hannah Miller Show on there uh, when you're looking in any, wherever you would want a podcast. So you Apple, Spotify. I'm on Spotify. I'm on all of the you know Amazon Music or whatever. Right. Uh, so all of those places it's, it's going to be at. I don't have all the fancy video stuff, mostly because I'm in a back corner of the office <laughs> when I, I record. <laughs> and it's usually something like 1 o'clock in the morning because I have to wait till all the children are in bed. <laughs> so, you know, well, when the We'll have uh, we, we'll have video, but it's uh, you know we'll we'll see how all that's going to work. I know, I'm I mean, not I'm, as fancy as you. Oh well, it's it's not fancy. Most people are not going to watch; they're going to listen. Yeah. So well, you just have to get up and comb your hair. See, I have to shape yes. shift to be able to. That's a lot of work. So oh, that, yeah, that's you know, right. to be on video, well, they I don't do want to see I this. To as do, a... <laughs> for the record, I have to do a little bit more than comb my hair. If I'm going <laughs> to look prevent because you have to put it in a particular place and then cement it. <laughs> So that it doesn't move. I do remember the one time you forgot your your uh, was yeah. hairspray, and you were just yeah, beside yourself. A... Well, <laughs> and you know, had to bring all the tea. stuff that's over here was over here, and then the stuff that's <laughs> supposed to be over there was in the floor. And I mean, you know, it's just terrible. All right, uh, this is we're now going to enter into uh, Hannah's wheelhouse. Uh-oh. Okay, uh, we're going to talk about the five takeaways from the House hearing on COVID nineteen school lockdowns. And oh. so this is this is what we learned. And this is what 
Hannah knew all along, and it's what people came to know pretty soon in the COVID crisis. And yet we were just now finding out that, yes, the people who said that all the things that we were doing were unnecessary, that scientifically it really was unnecessary. So that's, I mean, that, that's kind of where we are. So first takeaway, mask and social distancing, social distancing was not science-based. I want you to listen to this. Dr. Tracy Hogue, an epidemiologist in the University of uh, California, San Francisco's Department of Epidemiology, Epidemiology yes, and Biostatistics, told the subcommittee, that here's here's the question from James Comer, Republican from Kentucky. Were those necessary, talking about masks, to keep schools open? And this was the answer. We had evidence prior to the pandemic that masks were largely ineffective at preventing community transmission of influ- influenza and other upper respiratory viruses. We did not obtain any new high-quality evidence in the COVID-19 pandemic that masks were effective strategy in schools or outside of schools. In other words, the mask guidance was not scientifically sound, ever. Mm-hmm. And so we were lied to, just flat lied to. Now, social distancing, listen to this. This, this is the craziest thing. Do you know what social distancing was, was, uh, was built around? Do you, do you know the answer to this? Okay. I can't remember now. Okay. I probably did back in the day. You probably did. Social distancing, they actually measured the distance. Oh, yeah. Okay, like this a, is what you meant. I thought you meant like yeah, if there was a paper was or something. No, no, no. no, no. no. There yeah, was no just, science. No. There was yeah. no research. Well, that's there what was I, was, a, I was like, I don't think there was anything. They literally yeah. put people in a room and like monitored when you were speaking how far mm-hmm. if a, you know, like, I don't want to get too gross. You may be having, but if you've got a little spittle coming out while mm-hmm. you're spraying as you're saying, you know, they mm-hmm. would measure how far that can go. Mm-hmm. And it was six feet was like the maximum. It, 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 they, they didn't have anybody be able to project more than six feet. So they said, okay, six feet apart. We need to all stay six feet apart. It was nothing. Yeah, they didn't have anything it, to it, that, it on. Nothing to back it up. All right, Milo and Gene. Milo, go ahead. Sorry, I hate to interrupt the, this train of, oh, okay. of conversation because it's very interesting. But um, my question was more of a technical nature okay. regarding the new website. Um, I know that you're going to be streaming on these various platforms. Mm-hmm. These are platforms I've never used to connect and listen to you. I've always listened to either the actual over-the-air broadcast mm-hmm. or through the app that was um, put out, which I, I guess I can delete after tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, are you going to be doing a direct stream or are you just going to be streaming to the pro, to a relay service that, that puts you on YouTube and Facebook simultaneously, and then I have to go to YouTube or Facebook to get the stream? No, it's, a, it's an embed. Right now, it's an embed on the website. So if you click on it, you're, it, it's, you're not gonna, it's not going to take you to YouTube. It's going to stream the audio. So you're going to be able to, if I understand this correctly, now, Milo, I'm learning about this stuff, but it, it, if I understand correctly, you will be able to hear through that um, streaming on the website. But if you want to go to YouTube or Facebook to see it, you'll have to go to YouTube or Facebook. Perfect. 
Yeah. Yep. It's an it's an HTML5 embedded player. That's what you'll have on the website. And well, that's exactly that's perfect. Okay. Have, and then my only other question is, um, are you going to have a section? I didn't see it when I was there last. Are you going to have a section that kind of lets us get access, maybe an aggregate total of the of the other streaming um, streaming um, broadcasts? For the oh, other no, 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 no. Um, You're talking about the people. programs we're missing? No. No, not not yet. Not on my website. Now, someday, I mean, I've talked to Hannah and I've talked to Corey and I've talked to us about maybe us cross-promoting and, and, and so forth. But I've got to figure out what I'm doing first. And then as, as I get comfortable doing what I'm doing, then we can see more about the possibility that if you came to my website, you could click on Hannah's website. Or if you went to Hannah's website, you could click on my website. I mean, I, I, mean, I could see the day when we could do that because we want to we wanna support each other. Uh, as conservatives, sort of like conservative talk radio, um, but at the same time, it's <laughs> I've, I've got to get this thing off the ground, and I do feel like I'm getting my pilot's license. Uh, yeah. You know, oh, and this you is do. I'm going to solo on Monday, and I don't know if I'm ready or not, but we'll find out. But anyway, Milo, thank you. I appreciate the call, and thanks for listening through the years. Gene, you're up. Yeah, we're gonna, I'm sorry to do this also. I'm going to take you back to the topic of AI okay. and look at it from the lighter side. And, Tony, I perceive that you are a thespian, or you were a thespian. Is that true? Uh, yes, I was a thespian. Okay. I, then yeah. I think you'll appreciate this. Okay. When you discussed AI and performance, uh, a song came to mind. Are you ready? Yes. Whatever you can do, I can do better. Yeah. Whatever you can do, I can do better. Name that tune and name that play. Uh, I can't, but I know the song. I, I know so the song. Why? I, I think Gary, I, I asked Gary if it came from Oklahoma. He said it did. Uh, and, okay. Uh, I, Rogers and Hammerstein, but I don't yes. know. Yes, yeah. Maybe somebody could call in and validate that. Yeah, maybe so. Okay, thanks, Gene. I appreciate it. I, I don't uh, know... Exactly. Bill asked on Facebook, uh, on Facebook, can we just go to the website and click on Facebook? Like, will there be a link for it? They can just go to your website, and, and I'm sure that you're going to be able to go to the website and click somewhere, and it'll take you right to the podcast wherever it's going to be, whether that be YouTube or uh, – you said YouTube and Facebook first, right? That's where you're going to well, be I'll on tell you Monday? Well, let's, uh, let's try this out here and see what happens. So He's, he's experimenting. You know what? Right um, actually – it is going to – if you click on the – I'm going to have to get them to see if I can work on this over the week because if you click on Truth and uh, – I mean on the icon, Listen Live, it's going to take you to the YouTube page. Okay. So you're going to – that's how you would listen. Okay. If you click Listen Live. From it's the website. Gonna be up, yeah, from the website. So right. it doesn't have a – Facebook? Uh, uh, well, it's Facebook is going to be there too, but the Listen Live embed – takes you to the youtube site so it's you know he was talking about a, a player on the website that actually yeah. so you're listening it yeah. doesn't take you anywhere it just lets you listen from there, right there. Uh, so eventually that's going to be the case but it looks like mm -hmm. initially it's going to take you to youtube but look mm -hmm. you, you don't have to have a youtube account youtube yeah. is free so it's not like you've got to sign up for YouTube. You, I mean, you, you have to have the icon 
Uh, you have to have YouTube on your smart device, but you don't have to pay for it uh, to be able to listen to the program. Um, uh, that's the, that's the problem with Rumbler, Rumble right now is that you, you I have to have paid subscribers on Rumble mm-hmm. uh, for people to be able to listen. That's why I'm not doing that right now. So anyway, that's I hadn't even hit that before just to see what would happen. But it does take you to the YouTube page. But that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, it'll be just for, the same as being going to Facebook, technically. You don't have to have an account on YouTube. You don't have to do any of those right. things. You can just hit the button, go right to it, and see uh, Tony's magnificent face. Yes. Listen. Yeah, well, so. you can see my face. We'll <laughs> leave the judgment to its quality to you. Okay, we've got uh, today and tomorrow to do the talk show, and that's why Hannah's here today. We appreciate that. Lisa Van Riper and um, Senator Josh Kimbrell will be here tomorrow. And then we'll pack it in on 91.9 and 89.7 and move over to drtonybeam.com. And I hope you'll join me on Monday. There's going to be some bugs to work out. There's no question. But we're going to get started and uh, and try to carry the tradition on. And I need your help. I need your support. I need you to tell other people about it. I mean, it's going to be a bigger challenge to get people to listen and to follow And because it's not just a matter of flipping to a radio dial. So um, hopefully once um, you figure out how to do it, the best thing to do is when you tell people just be like, give me your phone and you go to the app and you subscribe for them. You're like, now all you got to do is hit this button. Yeah. And then, yeah, I've been doing that. Yeah. (laughs) Even now, because I already have the podcast. It's just two hours worth. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's going to be a lot easier just to have one hour. All right. We're talking about the takeaways from the hearing yesterday on COVID-19. And the second takeaway, the first thing, masks and social Mm -hmm. distancing were complete farce hoax never made any difference you know and and we and i talked early about the mask thing because mm-hmm. all all i had to the first time i pulled my mask out of my glove compartment and it, you know it it <laughs> had a lifesaver stuck to it and i had to you know i had to clean the lifesaver i knew we were not doing anything really important to keep germs away okay i just did you knew that but um but mass social distancing didn't do anything jake's on the phone jake go ahead well, good morning, Dr. Beam, Hannah. I'm looking forward to listening to you. Um, Thank you. Uh, very quickly, I wanted to answer Gene's question that any you get your gun, anything you can do, I can do better. I sang it in high school. Okay. Uh, yeah. So professional knows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I just wanted to briefly touch on what you said about John Adams. Uh, the Constitution is for a moral and religious people. Marxists. They see themselves in the state as the ultimate authority. Therefore, they're not accountable to anybody except themselves, and they look to the state where, you know, we believe in limited government. Uh, I believe that people can make good moral decisions, but we hold ourselves accountable to God. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to bring that up, uh, and I'm going to let you go right back into COVID because it's a well, very good conversation thank thanks. you so much well thanks, thanks jack you. thanks for listening and you're exactly right about that i mean mm-hmm. it, marxists look to human humanity human beings are the top of the food chain they're the ones that make the decisions and the way that they enforce uh, collective decisions on everybody else is government now mm-hmm. if government is founded on the principle that there is a god then government will restrain itself based on being under god that's why we are one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Those, all of those concepts come from our understanding of the nature and the character of God and the way that he's revealed himself in the Scripture. And if we jettison those things, then what we're left with 
is the type of government that you see in totalitarian mm-hmm. dictatorships where people are oppressed and some people are elevated. Um, and, and that's where we're headed. I mean, we're not there yet in America. I'm not sitting here telling mm-hmm. you that. I mean, obviously, I'm here. I'm, I'm doing this program, and I'm here. Hannah and I are saying what we think. But we're headed in a direction where more and more of what we think is going to be regulated and finally suppressed if the government has the power to do so. So back to uh, number two, COVID-19 relief. Where did all that money go? You remember the American Rescue Plan? There was $122 billion, even though from the original COVID Rescue Plan, there was still a trillion dollars sitting there that hadn't been touched. But instead of using that money, we decided to allocate another what two million dollars in the COVID rescue two trillion dollars in the COVID rescue plan, and they put 122 billion toward reopening the schools. We've got to reopen, and the schools have got to have the money to do it. Well, that money didn't go to the reopening of schools; it was diverted for a lot of other reasons. Instead of using that funding for its original intent, we see states like New York spending it on all sorts of stuff. That's what Nicole uh, Malatakis, the Republican from New York, said. New York City allocated $12 million to go for a restorative justice program. They did implicit bias, anti-racism training. New York State Uh, is Department of Education, decided to put more money into diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. So none of that had anything to do with COVID. So even though we had already spent all this money, and by the way, we, when the government drives a truck through your house or small business, then they have some responsibility into putting things back together. So originally, COVID loans that went out to help businesses survive and to help people survive who got laid off because they lost their job when the government drove their truck through their business where they were working, some of that had a legitimate reason. But what happened is the next round, they used the first round as an excuse to pass the second round, which was used to promote progressive ideas and to put money in the hands of people who want to gain more power over your life. Mm-hmm. Go. No, that's exactly right. And that kind of goes back to the conversation that we were having earlier where it's, we, you know, we, we grant the premise though. And see, that's where it's dangerous because sometimes you, you do think, okay, as you said, the government, you know, they ran a dump, dump truck through people's businesses and their lives and they squashed them flat as a flitter. So, they, okay, they need to help these folks kind of get back up. The problem though is, is that they then, never should have done that to start with. Yes, they yeah. never should have done it to start with. Um, I mean, and, and we, I think I said it in the break, like I'll grant the two weeks, like nobody knew what was going on. We were getting information from all over the place. Like if you want I could give some grace for the two weeks to flatten the curve that originally happened. It was everything that happened after that that I said, no excuses. There are no excuses. Um, And so, you know, it's after that point where I I look at things and I say, Because that got expanded to 30 days. Yes, then it got expanded to 30 days. And then it went from, you know, this, the the mask to, you know, the shots to your jobs to, you know, all of these things. It just escalated. And it's, you know, this argument of, well, we let, you know, the camel put their nose under the tent. And now we've got this 
big giant mess and we have to learn as a people where we where to draw the line and hold the line and as conservatives we're really bad at drawing the line and then drawing the line again and then drawing the line again and then you know okay don't cross this line I really mean it this time this is the line and we just keep giving ground and that's exactly what we did with COVID and it's exactly what's happened with a lot of this you know they just okay we throw some money at it but we should have drawn the line and said no more you know, and then just let everybody go about their business. But instead, we allowed the tyranny to continue and we allowed the financial end of this thing to just balloon out of control and have yeah. no kind of um, monitoring of how that money was actually being spent and where that's it was going. That's right. And that's when it went to all of the equity. Ju- that's yeah. why you're seeing, you know, before people didn't have the money to hire a diversity manager or a diversity right. vice president, uh, diversity, equity, all this stuff. Now they they have the money, and it mm-hmm. came through all this money that flowed out of Washington ostensibly to help people recover from COVID. Mm-hmm. And progressives just put it. They took that money, saw it as an opportunity. Progressives are much better at seeing opportunities to advance their philosophy uh-huh, right. and their agenda than we are. Well, and I think the reality is, is a lot of times conservatives are busy doing, they're busy doing church, they're busy doing family, they're busy just engaging. Keeping the country from flying yeah, apart. That's right. Yeah. They're they're uh, doing their best running around trying to put duct tape over the holes in the hole, while, you know, it's a lot easier to just poke the holes in the hole. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is what the progressives are doing. Yeah. I used you know? this illustration one time. It's been a long time, but there's a there's a Three Stooges episode I know. where you've got, you know, the 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 boat they're in is sinking. And mm-hmm. so you've got Mo up in the front of the boat. He's bailing water out as right. fast as he can. And Curly is in the back with a drill. And he's drilling holes in the right. bottom of the boat. And he went back, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm drilling holes to let the water out. Right. Well, that's that's kind of what we See, that's kind of what we do. Yeah. We, no, well, and the problem is that we have both of those in the in the Republican Party. We do. We've got and, bailers and drillers. Yes, that's right. And you've got folks who are rhinos who are drilling holes, thinking like, oh, I'm trying to let the water out. But the reality is everybody else is looking at them like, you're just letting yeah. more water in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. If we, if you look at the end of that Three Stooges episode, the boat went down mm-hmm. because you can't bail fast enough to keep that's the right. water out when somebody's drilling holes in the boat. And mm-hmm. philosophically and with the government and the way that we allow things to happen, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're letting that get by. All right, we have uh, Rob the Trucker. Rob, go ahead. Well done, thou good and faithful servants. The fruit remains and multiplies. Thank, thank you, everybody. What I was Thanks, uh, right in line with what Hannah was just saying is uh, there was Reagan when he was shot in 1981. I, I, I was 16. I remember where I was when that happened. It was right after he said in his speech the most paralyzing words to hear is somebody from the government. Yeah. I, I'm here to help you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Right after that, he was shot with a bullet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those two things. And then. And, Go ahead. And then when he was, um, um, uh, when when the surgeon, when he went in for surgery, he said, "Are you are you a Republican or a Democrat?" Yeah. He said, "Don't worry, I'm with you, Reagan." He says, "Oh, okay, I'll get out of here alive then." Yeah. He yeah. wanted to find out and check. Right. You know, and that was 1981. So I yeah. think we've seen things escalate. Since yeah. Then. 
Rob, thanks for the call, and mm-hmm. thanks for being thanks for a, a listener o- over the years. Um, yeah, uh, you know, the, the whole thing with Reagan, of course, there wasn't a direct connection between uh, him being shot and him making that statement. The decision mm-hmm. to shoot him was made long before he gave the speech. But it is kind of ironic that it <laughs> happened at the same time. And, of course, the episode at the hospital was just Reagan trying to be Reagan. He was being funny mm-hmm. at a time when everybody was tense. That was something that we actually could laugh at in 1981. Right. We all could. I wasn't live yet. But you could laugh at in 1981. And But now it would be almost a legitimate question. When and were, that's that's a terrible, terrible place to be at. When were you born? I'm, I can't say that. No, 89. Yes, you can. Okay. <laughs> Getting to that 80, age. Yeah, I'm right. 29. Yeah, you were, yeah, that's <laughs> 29 right. You were, forever. Oh, yeah. That's right. Well, yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, Mrs. J, thank you for calling. Mr. J. Uh, Mr. J, I'm sorry. Mr. J, go ahead. I just want to say top of the morning. <laughs> I'm Thanks, Mr. J. A couple of grumpy old men and some old goats. Great days of all time. <laughs> well, thanks. I appreciate it. Twenty-one years, man. We've been listening. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, it, you're right because when you can say "top of the morning," uh, that was the very beginning. That was back with Left Lane Dwayne. Dwayne Corn was producing Dwayne. the show back then. Yeah. Before before we go to the, to this guy, I just got to say some of my biggest on-air fights have been with this guy over the last 21 years. And some of my best on-air conversations have been with the same guy. So, you know, (laughs) Barry, welcome in. Thanks for listening for all the time you did. Yeah, Tony, it was a pleasure. I'm going to miss the fact that the podcast, I can't call in and uh, harass you. I mean, but (laughs) it's good to have Hannah back today, the voice of sanity. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Yeah. See, that was one of the things we always fought about, because when Hannah was on the show, you'd call up and and, te- and and just every time you'd say, boy, it's a good thing Hannah's here, because, man, you're just so off the rails. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, and then and then she didn't get apologize, which was great. <laughs> she, she'd come back and say, Tony, you're being too mean. Will you, will you tell the guy you're sorry? That was great. Yeah. I loved it. No, I miss it. Tony, I enjoyed your show. It was great, honestly. I'm it's gonna be great going forward. I'm not saying and I, I right. wish you the best, you know. Thanks, brother. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I have uh honestly, Barry, I have great affection for you, regardless of I mean, we've had some great conversations and I and it's important for for me you've actually taught me, helped me learn how to be better at responding and not being so quick to get my dander up. So um, I appreciate that, and um, I've enjoyed well, it. Well, as far as politics, Tony, man, you know, that was a different thing. That was unique with Trump. But as far as theologically, oh, yeah. don't, we don't no. have any disagreements, you know no. what I mean? No you're, no, you're exactly right. We're we're both on the, very much on the same page. But God bless you, man, and, and thanks. I, you I, too. Take I, care. Yeah. Wish take, you the best. Yep. Take, take care. Here we go. Get out of here. I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, yeah, Barry's, Barry's through the years has been a pretty amazing caller. All right, uh, we're going to finish this up. Uh, what experts would tell CDC and teachers unions? Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is a representative from Georgia, said she wished that Randy Weingarten had been there, president of the American Federation of Teachers. She wished that Dr. Rochelle Walensky, director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, had been there. 
Quote, I'd also like to point out how the teachers union, who, by the way, were getting paid to stay home and didn't have to go to work, were the ones talking to the CDC about when schools should open. Now, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, it I is mean, very true. You know, um, and, and so they, they played a big part in them making those decisions. And, you know, of course, they're let's stay home. I, of course. Of course. I mean, come on. Uh, get, you know, give me a break if you're sitting over there thinking that these folks who are getting paid to stay home uh, are, are advocating for everybody getting back in the classroom and getting back to the daily grind. Uh, well, you know, we've had a kind of a crisis in this last year because mm-hmm. the last vestiges of people who work from home, they're mm-hmm. having to go back to the office. I mean, even because, you know, for a while, a lot of people were saying, well, maybe we can just maintain this. And there are some jobs yeah, sure. that some can a, per, a person can work from home and it makes sense, but not every job. And, and, and when a company says that mm-hmm. it's in our best interest for you to be in the office at least four mm-hmm. days a week, maybe, maybe three, four, four and a half, whatever, even five days a week. You know, we never would have questioned that before COVID. That's another thing that COVID did to our mentality. It took away the glory of work. Work is mm-hmm. something that glorifies God when work is being done for the collective good of humanity and for the community. And, mm-hmm. and so when we enter into it, we're mm-hmm. actually entering into the creative process that God is, is very much involved in. And, mm-hmm. and it's something that glorifies him. But people forget that, and they want to do everything they can to earn a paycheck and stay home and not have the responsibility. Well, and I think one of the negative side effects of all of that, too, is that there's a lack of a community, sense of community in the work environment when everybody's working from home and you're not there is. Um, coming together. And now part of the problem with that, and as a millennial, I understand, I, I empathize with this, is the fact that I think in a lot of ways the, the work environment has become difficult, that work community has become more difficult as the decades have passed. And that's just because we are a less Christian religious society than right. we used to be. Right. So as a millennial, I understand that. I empathize with that. It's, it's easier to avoid the conflicts than to deal with them because the conflicts are ever more nowadays. But the reality is, is there still is something to be said about having and going to a workplace and having a sense of community yeah. with those who are at your workplace. And and I say this all the time about the internet and, and that the internet age has made us the most connected generation worldwide than we've ever been but have we have the weakest sense of community well, than and, we've ever and had. relationships yeah you know, and that's what i mean we're right. connected to people all over the world but we have no sense of community right. and god no. designed us not for connection but for community yeah and and, and for relationships that's right. not not to be just to have people that are acquaintances that's right. we're supposed to get to know each other um and and um who was it that wrote about this he was a former senator uh, he wrote a great book called Them, um, and, and of course his, the, the purpose of his book was to point out that we are um, go, going, he's the uh, president of the University of Florida now, uh, we just went there not long ago. Came from Nebraska, didn't Came he? from Nebraska, yeah, I just I can't bring his name up, but uh, Hannah's looking for it right now. I am. But anyway, um, he, you know, he talked about the fact that the loss of community was one of the main problems that was causing American culture to fracture. And I believe that's true. Uh, he, he talked about it from a sense of even going to ball games. Now, we still have that kind of thing going on a lot in the South, 
but it's dying other places in the country. And part of that survey that came out from the Wall Street Journal, I think it was only 20 percent. It was in the 20s that said that community was important. And, and if we lose the sense that community is important, we, we oh. obviously we lose the community. It's Ben Sass. Yeah, Ben yeah, Sass. Who I thought ben it, Sass. That's who I thought it was. Um, now, I don't agree. Let also. me be clear. I don't agree with Ben Sass, everything that comes yeah. out of his mouth, sure. just like a lot of people. But that book was mm-hmm. great. It was one yeah. of the best books I've read on sociology and the importance mm-hmm. of how we live together. And, and make no mistake, I think ultimately we're called to have fellowship with believers. Uh, you know, when we talk about community and needing community, I think the ultimate uh, fellowship that we can have here on earth is with the with the, the bride of Christ. Yes. And so, you know, church, your your friends at the ball field, your your community at school, none of those things are a substitute for the community and the fellowship that you should share with fellow believers in your local right. community church. Yes. But those things are still important. And, you know, and we t- did, co- when COVID happened three years ago, and it was, you know, go home, stay home, it was social distancing, it was all of these things, they made us into drones who they stripped away all of the things that make life worth living. The weddings, the graduation parties, the piano recitals, right. all of those things that bring richness and vibrancy and fellowship and community to the world and to our relationships, they pulled out and they said, okay, only if your job is absolutely essential. And of course, we can argue about some of the things that they labeled essential all day long because there was a lot of mislabeling happening there. But it was a, we're only going to let you do the one thing that doesn't bring you meaning in life. Well, and and then, you know, we were talking about this. We were watching um, when we went to this flag football game on Monday. What you said about community and how it has to be grounded, rooted in uh, a a Christian understanding of community, Mm -hmm. something that's deeper than just the surface uh, relationships. But I'm looking around at that ball field, and what I'm seeing is people from New Spring Church. They're out there coaching. They're out there with their kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not every—but mixed in with the community is a Mm -hmm. strong presence of the community of God. In other mm-hmm. words, the, the church is mm-hmm. actively engaged. And so interaction is taking place mm-hmm. with believers, with non-believers for a common purpose and witness and testimony is going mm-hmm. on. I mean, that's how that's mm-hmm. supposed to work. And that's why I say that work. those are not bad things. It's just not a substitute for It's not a substitute. Yeah. Right. There has to be the, the richness of the bond that exists between believers has mm-hmm. to be cultivated. Um, And only when it's cultivated and healthy can it then adequately integrate into Into the community, the the culture around you. Very good. Todd, thanks for calling. Good morning. Good morning. I'm looking forward to the uh, new program here. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to make a comment. Um, There's uh, a lot of uh, Republicans in the uh, Senate and the House, and it doesn't seem like um, South Carolina seems to be moving very fast. Because there's, you know, the abortion thing, and it kind of moves slow on that, and different policy. You know, the school system is, uh, with the grades are struggling. Um, there seems to be a lot of, you know, infrastructure struggling in the state of South Carolina. I'm just wondering, you know, with all the Republicans that are in the House, there's a lot change is being taken place. Because I look at, like, Florida, you know, the campus and the school system, there seems to be a lot of changes and a lot of good things that are going on in the state of Florida. And I'm just wondering, 
uh, again, with all the Republicans there in the House and Senate, why ain't a lot of changes taking uh, place here in the state of South Carolina? Yeah, uh, Todd, thanks for calling. I'm sorry we're having a little bit of trouble yeah. hearing you. It's like the sound is coming and going. But thanks for listening to the show and for being committed to continue to listen. I appreciate that. Um, I really appreciate you coming and doing this. Dad. means a lot to me. Um, you know, um, it's, um, it's just been a, it's been a great run seeing you grow up, having you as a student, doing all those things, um, and then having you on the show for about three and a half years. Um, it was just really good. Uh, we got something in common, and that we both love your dad, yeah, <laughs> and and you, and your mom yeah. for that matter. So yeah, um, I, well, I just I just I really appreciate it. Um, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you giving me the opportunity because I mean I'm doing my own podcast now. I got my own website, yeah. doing my thing, and. You know, it's different from doing the radio, but I definitely wouldn't be doing any of that if it hadn't been for you. And I don't even remember what inspired you to invite me onto your radio show like 15 years ago. But you did. And I came in and just said hi and bye uh, for three years. (laughs) And that was it. And then I took a year off because we moved to Indiana. And then we moved back and you said, hey, why don't you start coming back on again? And that was the end well, of it. Well, I still <laughs> think the greatest the, the greatest title ever would have been the Boomer and the Babe, but we just couldn't we couldn't get away with that. But but here's here's the thing. Um, I, the the whole reason the philosophy was, I mean, I was getting older. You know, um, at the time I was like fifty five years old or fifty, mm-hmm. and I and I'm like, I don't. I need somebody that sees the world through a different lens Mm -hmm. and because there are just some things that you can't go back and be it as a as a young person again. I mean, I can, Mm -hmm. you know, I I can think young. I cannot let the fact that I'm older, which I'm 65 now, uh, affect the way that I think about things. But there are some things that I'm just not plugged into as a 65 year old that somebody who's a millennial is plugged into. So I thought mm-hmm. it would really be good. Plus male, female. I mean, yeah, there's a difference fun. between when, the way men and women look at life and look at things in general. Mm-hmm. So it was good. It was a great run. And I'm glad uh, that you got your podcast. I'm glad Corey's got his. I'm glad, you know, mm-hmm. that that worked out. And uh, of course, uh, Josh Kimbrell had his show for a long time on here. And then he gets elected to the South Carolina Senate and is doing mm-hmm. an incredible job there. Um, and all of what is, you know, that take, kind of takes me back. What is the common denominator here? Well, for most of us, it's North Greenville University. Mm-hmm. I mean, North Greenville University, where Christ makes the difference. It's, it's been an influencer in so many ways. I mean, I'm just one of the people associated with North Greenville that sees students, former students, and people associated with the university go out and start making an incredible difference in the world. Mm-hmm. And so that that's why, you know, North Greenville is so important. We need Christian education. We need Christian higher education because the mm-hmm. philosophy in most higher education is, is not tethered to any kind of Christian worldview. And at North Greenville, it really is. Yeah, you get what happened to Stanford in the last few weeks yeah, or, you know, all these other universities where Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh and these guys, they, Charlie Kirk, they, they can't even go speak. No. 
no. at events anymore because the student body is so volatile and been, you know, militarized almost. Uh, it's just tragic. It is. Uh, where the place that used to be the marketplace of ideas, essentially, uh, is now, no, no, you have to have a safe space <laughs> on the college campus to, if, if there's anybody who thinks differently than you do. And what a, a tragedy that is for higher education. Yeah. But you really don't find that happening at North Greenville University. And you do find, I remember I remember I used to walk into Whitehall and there'd be all these, you know, theology bros hanging out in Whitehall and yeah. just debating different stuff, you know, and, and having their conversations and different ideas and different thoughts about theology and politics and things like that and you know it's a very inspiring place to be and if you're looking for a place that's um that actually is a safe place to send your child to wrestle with the things of the world north greenville university is a good place to consider well and you know that uh, part of the, the the best part of learning actually there's a lot of learning that goes on in a classroom and that's very important because there needs to be structure but some of the best learning takes place in the environment that you just mentioned, where you, you don't really you're not really going in thinking, OK, I'm going to sit down and learn something here. But through the relationships that you build with the people who have been mm -hmm. called to be there, learning takes and of place. Course the, a lot the, of it. the best was that the professors at North Greenville University are just superlative and the classes are small enough to where you can have a genuine relationship and genuine conversations with the professors who care about you, care about what's going on in your life and and more than just what's going on in the classroom and you can have those kinds of conversations outside of the classroom or during class or just whatever because they're the people there that that are brilliant you know just right. there, there's a lot of brilliant professors there and and a lot of good students and great conversations happening in the yards. But the the conversations that you're able to have because of class size and having personal relationships with professors there is outstanding. One of the best time periods of me doing this show for 21 years was the three and a half years that we did it together. Mm -hmm. And, um, um, you know, I mean, you know I love you. I, I just, you've always been precious to me um, as a friend and as a student and as somebody that just means a lot to me in my life. And I'm glad that as an old guy, I can say that to you in a way that glorifies God, mm -hmm. because you know what I mean by that. I, I love all the things about you that God has done in your life to make you the person that you are. Um, and I would just highly recommend everybody listen to her podcast, because you will get wisdom. I, I'm sitting here today just fascinated. At, you know, Hannah didn't know what we were going to talk about today. I had no idea. She walked in and sat down and was just able to engage mm -hmm. on a, on this level. And that's why I didn't ever worry about telling her. You know, yeah. just, we'll just, just show up. We'll have a she's conversation. Got it. That's right. We'll have a conversation. It's been an honor, Tony. Thank you. Thank you for how you've invested in my life. It's, been a, it's impacted me in a big way, spiritually and in this industry. I love you, you too. It. Love you. Okay, um, tomorrow we'll do it one more time. I hope you'll join us. <laughs>